0: Welcome back everybody, two, three men and their babies, three dads, three very different scenarios, Adam and Benny, with him as always, how you doing boys? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you sound like how I
2: feel, mate. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I also feel like how I sound as well. You also <laughs> feel like you feel. Uh, well, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I did cover this with you guys just before we start recording, but...
0: Don't I, Adam, I, don't I... let people behind the curtain, Jesus. <laughs>
2: We don't talk apart from just one hour a week Well, we usually, like, talk for at least three minutes beforehand While we're (laughs) just waiting for everything to load up No, I've been off work for the past few days Because, thankfully, not due to COVID I had to test and everything Fantastic service, big up the NHS, etc But, yeah, I've just been completely wiped out Like, with migraine-style headaches, gippy tummy just no energy at all. Like I was saying to you guys a minute ago, I woke up about 7 o'clock this morning after getting a full night's sleep, had a shower, felt rough. So I texted my boss and said, I'm not coming in again today. So I had to go to the pharmacy and grab something to eat because I had no food in the house. I get back. It's not even 9 o'clock yet. I lay on the sofa, close my eyes, and wake up at 5 p.m. <laughs> that is just how bad it's been for me today. So currently, my recording setup is me laying back. So I might sound a bit funny because I'm literally laying down with my eyes closed in a dark room. <laughs> so, so every if everyone else can just keep it down a bit, that'd be great. <laughs> Welcome we to the whis- migraine cast, everyone. Yeah, don't- if we have a whispering podcast, that would. Be if great. you could not listen That's too loudly, if you
0: could not listen too loudly, please, that would be great. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had Danny. such a shit day yesterday. I'm right in saying that both you two have suffered with like mental health stuff in the past. For you? sure. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I had one of those days yesterday. Like I was down and up and down and then up again, and my anxiety levels were just through the roof. Just to the point where like. I had that, you know, knotted feeling in my stomach. All to do with like buying a house. We had issues with buying the house, but like we were right now, it's just gonna be a little bit longer than what we hoped, maybe another couple of weeks later. But yeah, just to the point where I couldn't eat, I didn't have any energy, I didn't want to do anything, I just wanted to sit and scream into my pillow, which I did a little bit, which was very cathartic. And then like I said, just before I went to work last night, I had the good side of it and then everything was right as rain and I didn't feel like you know, you could have forgotten the last twelve or so hours happen. But yeah, just I hate that feeling like that. I haven't felt like that for a good couple of years and then the feeling comes back I don't like it, nah. No. But yeah, we're all right now, everything's okay. And thankfully. I've had the lowest of lows like two or three years ago whenever it was, and now I kinda know how to deal with it better.
2: Well that's good. If if you've got like your coping strategies in place and you know, you feel you can manage that type of feeling. <clears throat> A lot better. Yeah. I was going to say because I didn't hear from you. or we You know I'm here. You know Danny's here. Uh, you know we're we're together. Our little like little brotherhood of support. Our <laughs> oh, of bless. The circle of it's
1: trust. Good for you know a couple of people I only speak to an hour a week. We have no uh, interaction outside this hour. <laughs> yeah, no, this is true. <laughs> this
2: my, thing, my... I'm I'm saying you can try and contact me. <laughs> I'm not not saying I'm going to respond.
1: But
0: <laughs> Adam can't find this phone if he's got his eyes my, closed.
1: My, exactly. my mood was also <laughs> lifted is that we've um, found a trigger. We found a trigger today on how to get the the baby to kick Blossom in the belly. Cool. I think I mentioned last week. I was sing- I was singing to the baby, which uh, led to me getting kicked in the head, which was very exciting for everyone involved. I can't remember what started it before today, but. We were laying on my bed, again watching Hollyoaks, which seems to be like one of the triggers for the baby to start kicking. And, um, I said the word penis, and the baby immediately kicked. And every time I said penis, the baby kept kicking. So, <laughs> penis seems to be a trigger word for kickage now, which is. You know, concerning and exciting all at the same time. And just singing in general, I sang St. Elmo's Fire today, which also got a good reaction out of the baby.
0: To be fair, if I start saying penis, my wife starts kicking me. So I don't think it's that weird. I think it's a normal thing.
1: Like I said, kicking me in the head like mother, like daughter. Well, she always threatens to kick me in the the head, but she's too short, she can't read.
2: (laughs) I haven't seen that episode of Sesame Street, where they
1: talk about (laughs) Elmo being on fire.
2: How does that song go? (laughs) One two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve. Eight, eleven
0: twelve. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Here's a weird. Okay, so I didn't know you're gonna talk about stuff like that. Very weirdly, the all of us in our little, I guess me saying about not talking behind the curtain earlier, but here we go about our private lives and so to speak. All the men who were involved in our little group that we've all formed, the six or seven of us, have all had mental health problems. Some of us are mm-hmm. still dealing with it. I'm not going to name names. Some of us have come out of it the other side. Some of it's for some of us, has lasted for years and years and years, and they've dealt with it. One of us took their own life a couple of years ago when they just couldn't cope anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, shout out to my boy Sven. We still miss you, dude. I don't know if it, like, this is going to be... I'm not sure how to even word this properly, but why do you think so many men now... I had no idea we we're going to go this sort of heavy into it, but what the hell? It's a talking point. I think it's something it should be discussed. Why do you think? Why do you two think that so many young men now seemingly have these issues? Because mental health isn't a new thing. Clearly, it's not. It's just it was just never talked about. The idea was with men, sort of way back when. I guess when my dad was a kid or like you know a teenager or my granddad or anything like that was, you're a guy, you go out, you earn the money. If you've got your problems, you keep them locked down, you have a heart attack at 50, and then you die. And that was kind of it. No one really talked about it or discussed it or anything like that. So I think mental health was there, but I think it's incredibly, incredibly more prevalent now. And I think it's way more of an issue now than it ever has been. And I was wondering why you guys think that is. Because from the outside, and this is the weird thing, from the outside, you would look at all of us and think, well, what the fucking is wrong with you? why why are you so regardless of people's history or which was like my issue and all that kind of thing of where they've been or what's happened to them in the past or that kind of thing you would think there's no looking at us now you would think there's no real reason for you to be this miserable or depressed now but i know it's not as simple as that because obviously i've gone through those problems but i was wondering why you guys think that is the way it is now that so many more young men seem to have these issues
1: I, I think more, I think just like, I don't think it's more men at all. I think it's the same amount of men. We're just hearing about it more. Like the the yeah. stigma has been lifted as such where maybe like where one person actually says they're suffering with their mental health, there's another 10 that don't talk about it. I think it's gone from being like every one person that says they're struggling with mental health to there's like hundreds or thousands who don't talk about it. You know what I mean? I think just the number of people actually being able to talk about it has risen more than the actual cases. I, I think this, it's always been there, and I think it's always going to be there.
2: Yeah. Definitely. I, I I think there's two factors, personally. There's, like Benny said, there's the, the ending of the taboo about it. That It's not this thing that needs to be kept in by behind closed doors. It's not something that at least for a percentage of the male population, a good an increasing percentage it's not a, a a kind of a negative thing about against their perception of manliness and what being a man is. It's still left some people, but I think increasingly a lot more people are just accepting that as like you can still be a man, you can still cry, you can still have emotions. Uh, and I, I personally think, as well, a good chunk of it outside of the whole kind of socio-political and economic factors that are still plague in our society today, is social media, is a huge impact because there is that constant pressure to present in a certain way. That if you feel you can't achieve that, that affects you negatively. It, it's got a lot of you put yourself under a lot of pressure to kind of keep up with the Joneses, essentially. And I've seen that in a lot of people, male and female, but certainly as more and more young men are raised with social media just being a thing, just existing, and that constant hunt for likes and uh, approval of your peers and a wider range of peers, I I think that puts a lot of young people under more pressure than we had when we were that age, where it was just like, I've just got up here not to be a dick in front of five or ten people, and then I'm sorted, compared to like potentially thousands of people out there. I agree.
0: I th- I, th- I think the, the social media aspect definitely cannot be discounted. It's such a massive thing, and mm. the kind of putting yourself out there. I mean, we've done that with this. We've put ourselves out there. And there may be a point where we get ridiculed or taken the piss out of or that kind of thing just because we've said to, okay, come and listen to us talk. We're now essentially giving you an access to us and into our lives. You have to have a thick skin to be able to deal with that kind of thing. Luckily, just speaking from personal experience, I do. I am genuinely one of those people who does not give a shit what people think. So, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me the, I made a I do I host another uh, podcast, the Hockey Podcast. Shout out my other show, Two Brits One Puck. Check it out everywhere, good wake and to places. But shout out to Dusty Gooch. Shout out Dusty Gooch. We'll talk about Dusty Gooch later. But <laughs> the the first the f- I made I spent like h- about 2 hours making a, a theme tune to the to open the show. This is like 4 years ago when we started. The first interaction I had on my hockey account for the show was your intro sucks and that was the first thing (laughs) and i was like jesus it's a good job i don't really care what people think otherwise i would take this so seriously and so personally that that's the first thing the first thing was a negative comment not oh hey two english guys talking about hockey that's weird no just your intro sucks "Eh, okay fair enough (laughs) and you've you've got to be prepared for that and you are right about social media Adam. like the kind of the constant hunt for approval and that from people you don't know and are never going to meet. And it, it, it kind of st- like, it started with Facebook and stuff. And that my wife's got 150 mm-hmm. friends. No, probably more than that. Probably 200 friends on Facebook. Yet, yeah, If those 200 people walked past her in the street, she'd probably talk to seven of them. Mm-hmm. And that's just become my kind of, yeah. I've just kind of gone back to basics with it. I'll check Facebook for five minutes in the morning and then I'll check it five minutes before I go to bed. And kind of the same with Twitter. I like Twitter because I can keep up to date with like the shows I like or, you know, wrestling or hockey or that kind of thing. But I really don't, you can't put any worth in complete strangers. Because, like you say, way back in the day before social media became a thing, when we were young, we, that was it, you had your group of friends and you made your friends and then you would go make new friends and meet new people. And that was how you had to get along and had to sort of deal with life rather than just hoping that you'd put something on Twitter that would get a thousand likes or three thousand likes or anything like that. Here's a okay, so I've had this weird thought recent this might seem like the craziest thing I've ever said to you guys, but do you think a lack of religion in society, especially if you're looking at it from a a sort of white, you know, like Christian or Catholicism or that kind of thing, do you think that can play a part in it? Because it almost there's almost there's that kind of thing of, well, I don't believe in God. If you if you don't believe in God and you genuinely don't, you are now saying to yourself, Well, once I'm dead, that's it. There's nothing else, my life is done.
1: Whereas I accepted that a long time ago. Yeah, like back
0: in the day, you have your religion, but you think, okay, well, one day I'll die, but I'll be going to heaven. I'll be going to my eternal resting place and it'll be lovely and all that kind of thing. Whereas now this kind of well yeah, I'm, I'm an atheist, so I don't I don't believe. Because, like, you know, like more and more people, don't, especially in, in the Western world, and, you know, like, like say, like, sort of um, white culture, if you will, there's more and more people who are just realising that, yeah, they, they don't believe in God or anything like that. And I was wondering if you thought that had an effect on it, that that's kind of playing on, like, the futility of life, if that's the right way to say it.
2: Uh, it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? I, d- I don't think it does necessarily. I don't think a, a godless society or a Religionless society, I, I should say, results in a a, a shift towards a more kind of mentally unstable, or a, a society with less well mental health. I I think it it disrupts a kind of a shared community and a shared belief system that doesn't necessarily need to be replaced by something else but people will find their own identity through a a different sharing of kind of goals and beliefs which is what religion is essentially it's just a group of people who will share this kind of th- the same ideals and the same beliefs and it's not necessarily based around sp- spirituality or a, a figurehead uh, I think people have replaced that with other things, like through fandoms, through kind of cliques about certain pop culture things, where a lot of people do become assess- obsessed by that and and want to uh, share that with other people and remain just within that culture and with that, you know, with within that fanhood. And socialise with other people who are also within that fanhood. That that's a common thing. Uh, I don't think that's negative. That's necessarily negative. I I think it's just wider, it's more dispersed. There's a lot more of that than there is of just one common belief system for a population. And that that's what happens when we reach globalisation and we reach. Out to all of those different cultures And those different belief systems Around the world And we actually realise actually There are other things that we have in common Outside of religion Or outside of that type of belief system
1: When you um, talk about Fandoms It makes me think that Christians are just Jesus stands. And now uh, um, If Jesus was a K-pop star He'd have a massive following on Twitter He'd be bigger than he ever was <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've got two things to say i think uh religion basically going back to the mental health thing i think religion brings up and um what's the word i'm looking for follows up on the stereotypes that adam was mentioning before like about how a man should be i think that was part of the the problem and i don't know about you two but back in when i was in primary school i went to a christian primary school i had to sing hymns and whatnot in school we had to do prayers every morning every lunchtime or whatever mm-hmm. and i resent that now like as i've grown up i was like how dare they like make me do that you yeah. know i'm a i was a how old are you your primary school is that like six till ten something like that four obviously it's different for me than it was for you too, But i think it's six to ten where i am and i i, I just thought like what right do you have to try and force this on me i didn't i get any say in it at all i still went to the choir then i still killed it until my voice broke
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that's a good point that's a good point i do i think about that i i think about that as well in that i went to a predominantly white school the only ethnicity difference in my entire year was one child who was black that was it there was no asian kids no, it was very very even though i even though i was i was working class when i grew up I, the school i was at was very white middle class and f- and the school was actually in a a kind of weller to do area of where i live and i wonder looking back on it now i mean when when we learned about different religions and things you know we would we would learn about judaism or sikhism or or whatever it was very much just a kind of cursory look at it. there was no I don't know. There was no kind of, oh, here you know, this is kind of interesting. What do you think about this point of view? Like you say, Benny, it was just, okay, we've got hymns. You have to sing about the Lord and how amazing he is and blah, Uh blah, blah. And I also resented it a little bit, looking back on it, thinking, yeah, you forced me into thinking, and I didn't want to think about, I didn't want to think that.
1: And now when I'm- I still resent it now, though. Once a year, I think, (laughs) how dare they do that to me?
0: Shower thoughts. Motherfuckers.
1: It is, Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) God, that's the worst time to be alone with yourself. You just start thinking of things in the shower.
1: <laughs> you just start
0: going, oh, fucking, fucking, oh, goddammit. No, I think I think you both make good points. I think you both make good points. If, if you are listening to this, just please find somebody to talk to. If you're having like, you know, if you're upset or you uh-huh. feel down or you know, sometimes there's no reason for it. Sometimes there's no reason for you feeling the way you feel. And sometimes it won't, it won't make sense. But I promise you talking to somebody will make you feel a bit better. Phone one of your mates, just tell them. Can I just have a quick chat? I feel like shit. And if that friend has, you know, doesn't offer support or anything, just fuck them off. Find someone else to talk to. Have you know, get new friends. Because any friends or anybody who's ever come to me. And this is this was something that happened with our friend that ended up killing himself. We'd be playing on the PS4 some nights and we me and him would just stay until one o'clock. And he'd just be asking because he was like the youngest in our group. I'm like I was like 14 years older than him. And he'd just be asking me questions about stuff. Yeah. What do you think about this? Why does this happen? and stupid stuff about just life things so what happens when you buy a house then what happens when you have kids what happens when you know how do you know you've met the right person how do you know about these things how do you know about this thing like your career what what do you do in this kind of job there's so many questions in life but there's always people there who are willing to talk to you or willing to answer your questions hell if you need to you don't want to talk to somebody you know ring the samaritans or something that is what they're there for they're there to talk to you they're Mm -hmm. to guide you and hopefully help you know don't it is such a cliche and I get it, but just, you know, it is serious. Don't suffer in silence, you know? Talk to people. It's the best thing you can do. It's the best thing.
1: Shout out to the Samaritans as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fucking shout out.
1: I was looking out for their phone number just so people can do it. Shout. I can't remember what it is now.
0: I'll be able to find it online. It'll be fine. That's okay.
1: Uh, 116123. There we go. There you go.
0: I was, I was going to mention before we got off, off on this twenty-minute side side topic.
1: <laughs> I feel like the, the opening side topic is just getting longer and I know it's in, it it's is. insane.
0: I was going to say Adam, it's... should we do the intro now? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll play, I'll... Names and advice. Let's go. I'll play the I'll play the start music now. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> yeah, I remember Adam. Like, I thought for years and years and years that I knew what the flu was. Because I said to you before, do you think? Do you think you've got the flu, kind of thing? Because I, I used to to get a cold in the winter and be like, ah, yeah, got the flu, feel terrible. Until one year I got the flu, and then was like, Uh oh, 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 this is the flu. Okay, now I know what it is. And I did. You said, I think I don't know if you mentioned it on the show or not, but you said like you went to bed and then woke up at five o'clock. Even you'd been you went out the house for an hour, came (laughs) back in and then went to bed. I did the same thing. I said I came downstairs one night and said to Sarah. I think I'd been I said I just need to go for a lie down. Went for a lie down for like an hour. Came downstairs, said to Sarah, I said, I just I really don't feel good. Like I feel really shit. This was over Christmas and Georgia gave it to me, the little cow bag. I said, I feel <laughs> fucking terrible. I said, I'm just gonna go to bed. She's like, Yeah, yeah, sure. That's fine, that's fine. Which is weird like I never go to bed. I'm one of those people I don't go to bed to usually about half one every night. I'm just one of those people who can't sleep. And this is like I think it was like eight o'clock. Went to bed, just took on my clothes off, got in bed, fell straight asleep. The next thing I remember is Sarah shaking me awake the next day just saying oh do you want anything to eat or anything and I said oh no I'm okay I'm okay I'm, I'm gonna go back to sleep she's like you sure because it's tea time soon I was like what <laughs> <laughs> she said, I said what time is it she's like it's four o'clock I'd slept from eight o'clock the night before to four o'clock the next afternoon I, <laughs> I'd knocked out like 20 hours sleep the yeah. second the second I woke up man I felt rough I felt so rough <laughs> And like you say, I just couldn't move, couldn't... My bones were aching. I felt like I was ill to my bones. Like, my bones were aching, my head was stuffed. I couldn't watch anything, couldn't listen to anything. I just had to lie there in, in like, just a bed of misery and just take, just take the yeah. horribleness. Oh, it fucking sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's been horrible. Because I don't know what it is. That's the thing. It's not a flu, because I don't have, like, Sneezing, coughing, like sore throat. I don't have like achy bones. I've got achy muscles, but as you would do from like being asleep for like twenty hours. It's it's weird. I feel like someone's like shot me with a horse tranquilizer or something. (laughs) It's given me a really bad like migraine, and all I want to do is just like sleep. But I'm I'm too awake now to be properly tired but my body is still tired
0: oh god yeah too awake to be Mm -hmm. tired too tired to be awake fucking that's (laughs) dope. yeah it's that horrible you're just in that horrible middle space of being totally in any ways and you just can't get out of it oh it's the worst yeah (laughs) just quick i want
2: to mention Go on. go on i was gonna say the only the only reason i've woken up is because my dog jumped on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously just he to add insult to, to injury. I know, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like have been asleep from nine till five, and he hadn't been let out. So obviously, I needed to let him out. <laughs> Thankfully, he had not weed in the house, but my balls do not thank it. I was going to say, you look at him just piss on you. <laughs> jumping, he <key> did.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> I would not be surprised with him.
0: Oi, monkey boy, get up. I need years. to go out for a piss. I'm fucking yeah. busted.
1: <laughs> I'm intrigued by the idea of a migraine gun now. That could be the most deadliest weapon ever invented. Oh my god, yeah. Like the brown oh, like the brown anyways. noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta have a little bit of good news. I don't want it to be all doom and gloom. And I'm sure maybe at some point this week we'll get to parenting. I don't know. It's our show. We can kind of do what we want. That is the plan. But exactly. Sometimes maybe things will go awry it's... a bit.
2: This is all part of parenting though. Yeah, it is. This, this, like <laughs> I I'm in a unique position, like out of the three of us, because I I have like shared custody of my children. So a portion of the week they're not here. And I am so thankful that this has happened when they're not here. Because having to feel like this as mm. a single parent, which I'm when I've got them, I, I wouldn't be able to look after them. I just And the last time this happened was probably January last year, where I was hit by some kind of cold virus and was literally just wiped out on the sofa, but had all three of my kids around, so I was dragging myself around the house looking after them, and when I wasn't actively looking after them, I was just laying down sweating on the sofa just going, this is the worst thing ever <laughs> so I'm glad this is happening when they're not here, I don't know how we'll cope this weekend when I've got all three of them but we'll, that that's a future me problem <laughs> that's, that's not me right now, so me in the future can deal with that so if you're listening back on this podcast, future me uh-huh, you've got to deal with it <laughs> Not me. <laughs> if I could talk to myself you know, I don't, future, I don't, I don't, This
0: is what I would have said. I and you can. That's kind of interesting. Just get yourself yeah. dosed up, dude. Get dosed up on meds and stuff. Like knock yourself out. Oh yeah. Get plenty of sleep. Definitely. Plenty of sleep and plenty of fluids. You'd be fine. Mm-hmm. That's all you yeah. need.
1: You know, I don't think I've ever had the flu. You you've not. 33 because is. if you You know what that is? Because you, you, you I'd know you'd know if you had it I Yeah, guess.
0: you've just described the like females who say, Have i ever, have i ever orgasmed? have i i don't know <laughs> no you'd know trust you'd me know. <laughs> like you yeah, know yeah <laughs> like if you're saying that yeah. benny well, not, not, not,
1: not I can re- unless i had it like when i was really young but not that i can recall yeah. no you i just put it down to me being genetically superior like how i don't get um um hay fever like you guys do
0: genetically superior listen yeah. to you.
1: <laughs> you you're
2: young that's what it is you can't <laughs> be <that's laughs> the only <laughs> advantage you don't have old nose and like old immune system that just gets affected by this stuff genetically superior you've got more gray hair than me i didn't put together <laughs> and you're younger than us
0: <laughs> you can't be that genetically superior boy
2: <laughs> no a, a few years ago i did have the flu and um, me and my partner at the time both had it and this is why we've got our youngest she was I can't remember how old she was exactly. She's probably around a year or change. And both of us were wiped out by this. To the point where both of us are laying on our bed. Mother-in-law had come round to take Litlin. And both of us are laying on our bed in so much pain because our bodies ate so much. We couldn't touch each other, but the <laughs> bed wasn't wide enough t- for us not to be able to not touch each other. And... My bones and muscles hurt so much, it tickled. It, like, went all the way round from pain to I couldn't stop laughing because I was delirious. (laughs) I was shaking the bed, I was laughing that hard, which just made everything worse because it made both of us hurt even more. And I I think that was the the beginning of the downfall of our relationship (laughs) from that point where I was in so much pain I laughed, which hurt her. So, no more joy was allowed in our relationship (laughs) because it just caused more pain. (laughs) I just, whenever that happens to me and
0: Sarah, I just go into another room or I just sleep I've slept on the floor before. I need, like, when I'm ill, Uh like, if I feel ill, I just need my own space. I can't be, like, sharing a blanket or I need to know that everything that's around me is just for me and I can control it whenever I want because I just get ratty otherwise. We,
2: We couldn't move. We were that bad. We were just completely wiped out like God, couldn't worst. even get up to the to the ensuite to use a loo. We obviously we had to, but we, we we waited until we absolutely had to. Oh, it was horrendous. And so yeah, Benny, you've not had it otherwise you, yeah. you'd be you'd be telling your war story <laughs> about when you had it.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you guys, the back end of 2017, oh, it was rough. <laughs> I got dropped into the bed behind enemy lines. <laughs> I was under attack all day and night. (laughs) (laughs) But in a weird link to science, and this is something I was going to say, we do try and get to parenting as often as possible on the show. But when there is a scientific breakthrough, such as this week, that I believe deserves a bit of attention and a bit of conversation, I think it should take precedence. And I am all on board with the hype of the Perseverance landing on Mars and us seeing the pictures from it. I am fully on the hype train it is amazing. Yes, It is fantastic news.
1: The video it's of landed is amazing. one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: yeah that video, did you see the video on Twitter yeah. that I retweeted? Like, this is Mars right now and it scans across and you can hear the wind and stuff on Mars.
2: Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Blew my mind.
2: It's fantastic. It, <sighs> I, I am like a huge fan of, of space and all of those advancements space. made for us to explore. You know, I've got like space tattoos I've loved space so much since I was a kid but there is still a part of me that thinks that's a lot of money that could have gone on to other things like to try and fix other things. I hate that part of me because it is obviously so important that we do this exploration and this advancement in science because we need to get off this planet at some point. The clock's already ticking but There's still a part of me that thinks, that could be a lot of, like, social workers funded by that. Or, you know, a lot of food parcels for people living on the poverty line in that doesn't fix anything. (laughs) So, obviously, it's sticking a plaster on quite a bad wound, but it could go towards better things. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I think if it's uh, if it's cool and you got the money just do it I don't care I want to go to the next planet along let's let's go to buddy well you can't go land on Jupiter because it's just gas and you just get blown away mm. Let's go to Venus let's land a thing on Venus the only thing uh, the only thing that the um, perseverance thing has done for me is made me want people never ever to call Mars the red planet anymore because it's brown it's the brown planet <laughs> there's no red to be seen on any of these pictures Brown it's, uh, slightly uh... orange slightly orange planet
2: it's a POC, planet of colour, <laughs> uh, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, I'm all for it. I I do agree with what you're saying, Adam, but I think sometimes that we don't realise the advancements that are made to benefit the human race from doing things like yeah. this. So, oh, yeah. you know, like, th- th- they will find out things like, oh, we could do that. Actually, why don't we do that on Earth? That makes sense. Or we could use this thing to power this thing. And- and there are scientific advancements made that that come out of stuff like that that we we just would never think about or not be aware of. And if you look at the the history of space travel and, you know, when they first went to the moon back in 1900, there are things taken from that space journey that have then helped people in future, you know, like advance things that have benefited the human race on Earth. So I agree with what you're saying. I do agree with what you're saying. I, I feel like, you know, landing on Mars is a weird thing because the reason the Earth is fucked is because we fucked it. So we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna go to Mars and fuck that over. And then where do we go? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? You just like like we say saying, it's a that's a future human race problem. That's not my problem. That's a future human race problem. Don't exactly. worry about it. We'll be we'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 not a double edged sword. I'm all for it. I think it's fantastic. I love it and I'm a I'm a huge fan of science, but I do agree with what you're saying. There is a you do think this has obviously cost billions and billions and billions, and could we not just maybe just built like 50 hospitals with this or something? Maybe I don't know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, with, with that money, I mean, given how kind of corrupt America and Britain are in their politics, that that money wouldn't make it towards those areas. Fair point. Or it'd be someone like got the, got their mate to set up a company. So they could win the contract and get like five billion dollars that would go towards like developing a hospital and it's just like a poor cabin with their nan sat in it, looking out the window, looking really sad <laughs> that's that's what that money would go towards that's it's probably better off where it is with actual tangible stuff that not only kind of serves the human race now but inspires the next generation of scientists. Because you know there are kids out there who've watched this and are so passionate about it and eventually will be working on similar programmes in the future. And it'll all be down to this launch.
0: Yeah. It's do you know what it is as well? It's like it's like um oh I've forgotten her name. There was that British lady who sell she was the first woman to sell around the world. Is it Helen something? Oh, my God, that's really going to bug me. I'm going to have to find it. I hate it when shows do this. I'm going to have to type <laughs> on the air. I am sorry. But I can't be fucking, like, just saying, you know, that woman, because that's just
2: totally doing a a dis- disservice. Uh, first. Uh, the first British one was Dame Naomi James. Oh, that's not who I'm thinking of. First woman to sail single-handed around the world.
0: Well, oh, that was it. First, Ellen. Ellen... Ella MacArthur. Oh, she set a... That was it. She, she, oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. set a world record. So it was the fastest solo non-stop voyage around the world. Oh. And I remember at the time... Just so
1: you know, I, ser- I searched for a British Sailor Lady and it came up the uh, Dame <laughs> Ella MacArthur. British Sailor Lady.
0: That's such a fucking man thing to yeah. search. Boobs, <laughs> uh, water, Fast. Ellen McCarthy <laughs> got it. Got it. There we go. <laughs> but I remember at the time I was—I think it was around 2005 or something like that. But I was talking to my girlfriend at the time, and I was just like marveling at what an achievement that was. And she said, "Yeah, but what's that done?" And I said, "No, but you, so I said, I had to say, like, you don't understand. Somebody's seen that, and now they're going to be inspired to do something. It might not be to sail around the world." But they're going to look at that and go, holy shit, that's unbelievable. If she can do that, then I can do this. If she can do that, I can be a nurse, I can be a teacher, I can be a doctor. If the, that woman can do that on her own, why can't I go and do this thing yeah. on my own? So sometimes it's not even about the actual feet itself. It's also about what that feat represents and how you want to Like, you want to show to the younger generation, almost like me, like I mentioned the other week about the girl, like Sarah's friend, her daughter Katie, and Georgia, and how we say it to Georgia, look at what Katie does. Like, you have to have those people who you can point to and say, okay, try and emulate that, because that's really impressive what they can do. You know, you're not sort of limited by your boundaries or money or, you know, like even sometimes, you know, your disabilities or something, you know, you're not limited. You You can do so many things. And yeah, I think that's something that like the Mars Rover and people who sell around the world and all that kind of thing. It's not just what they do, then it's also like the message behind what they do.
2: Yeah, exactly. That that inspiration is so important because some kids won't necessarily get that from their parents. Yeah, it's true. They won't get that motivation, they won't get that mm. drive or, you know, that ability to explore those different options. Apparently, it takes kids to um, or has the opportunity to take their kids to like a museum or a gallery or to the library or can read to their kids. Not not everyone has those parents. And it's important that they they become aware of these things that they could have that opportunity to do it if the circumstances are right and they can motivate themselves enough to do it.
1: Go back to what I was saying um about myself last week, my but probably the way I'll instil it into my child would be: Do you see this woman? She sailed around the world pretty quickly. You can do it better. You're better than her. Come on. God. That'd be that'd probably be the way it goes for me. Benny's
0: yeah. just super competitive dad from the fast show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as long as you don't like go right. I'll show you how it's done, and then like sail around the world, like as quick as you can. <laughs> and then go there. Told you. Now you do it.
0: <laughs> Wait there. I'll be back in about three months. (laughs) Go! (laughs) You just turned back, covered, soaking wet, holding a fish. Right, go. It's your turn. (laughs) Daddy, what's a boat? (laughs) Go! (laughs) Oh my god, Jordan, he's only
1: three. (laughs) Sorry, she's only three.
0: (laughs) You had a question for us, Benny.
1: Standing at the dock, like the dog from Futurama, waiting for me to come back, and I never return. Uh, Why uh, would you bring that up? uh, Why?
2: Cry. Oh my cry everyone! God. <laughs> right. Th- haven't we already spent like 30 minutes in this episode talking about like mental health <laughs> and how some of us have been quite sad recently? <laughs> and then you go, oh, guys, remember that really traumatic cartoon thing that we watched a few years back? One of the saddest, <laughs> saddest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> in my life. <laughs> the one episode of Futurama I skipped. And like if if it if it's oh, on I won't watch Completely, completely completely. It's yeah. like the Charlie and Lola episode with the uh the dead hamster <laughs> or dead mouse or whatever it was.
0: Oh. Fucking hell, Benny. That's sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> Mentioned in that show. Oh, Rest in peace, Seymour. God's sake. <laughs> Try and put that you your mind, people. Benny, you have a question but, for us. Uh,
1: yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was inspired uh, earlier this week, or actually last week, because I brought it up last week, by a rather newer episode of The Simpsons. Um, let me just find it on here. I've lost it now. Although I wasn't ready, because I started Googling other things. Hold on. Have you two ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where Principal Skinner and Bart fight with um, a prawn and a peanut? Yes. I have not. Yes. <laughs> Please, Homer, don't ham- hammer him as the name of the episode. Essentially, um... Principal Skinner, I think, I think it's this way around. Finds out that Bart is allergic to, I don't know. Bart finds out that Principal Skinner is allergic to peanuts, and he uses a peanut on the end of a stick to get him to do what he wants, essentially, as a, as a way of threatening him. And then uh, Principal Skinner finds out that Bart is allergic to shellfish, so he threatens him with a prawn, and they have a mm. fight reminiscent of Duel of the Fates from the best Star Wars, Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> 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 I that, that led me to. It's probably in the book that Adam got me last week, but it led me to wonder like, how do you find out if your kid's allergic to something? Is it just trial and error? Like do you just like does a peanut fall onto the child and suddenly come up in a rash and you discover, Oh, uh, this child's allergic to peanuts. Now we know. Now we'd to... never give them peanuts ever again. I think there's
2: kinda of two ways, really. One being what you've described. I fed my kids something and they've had a reaction. <clears throat> uh, and hopefully not like a severe one. Uh, the other one, you can do allergy tests where they, basically, they prick you with, like, a, a little sample, or or not prick you, but, or like, swab you with a little sample of, like, allergens in a grid pattern on part of your skin and see, like, okay, has number three come up with, like, a bump or a rash? Has number seven caused any effect, well that means Mm. that they have an allergy to this. So I think you can get that done, but I'm not sure how. You can't just take your kid somewhere and just go can you test them for allergens, please? Or maybe you can. (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Hang on. I've just my wife's upstairs. I've just messaged her to come down because Georgia is allergic to egg. Or she was, sorry. She was allergic to egg. And I'm just trying to, when she comes down, I'm going to ask her how we found that out. Now I do remember, mm. because obviously there was the whole thing back in the day with um, whatever that conservative, Edwina Curry, you know, don't give your kids raw eggs, it's really dangerous, salmonella poison, mm. and all that kind of thing. But I can't remember how we found out that she had a problem with eggs. And that it's like, it's the proteins in the egg that they can't break down. She must have, she must have had something with egg in it. And got like hives or a rash or something like that. Mm. But I remember that I was making something once. I think I was making a cake. And we, we knew at this point to keep George away from it. She was like two and a half, three. And I had some egg white on my finger. And I didn't realize. And I give her a cuddle and I put my hand. like So the hand that had the egg on it, like it touched her arm. And she immediately got a hand-shaped print on her arm in lumps. Like little kind of yeah. little spots. Wow. And she said, and I was like, whoa, what's, what's that? And she said, oh, I don't know, Daddy. I said, is it itchy? She said, no, it's okay. And it just, and then after about, we gave her some cowpole. And after about two or three hours, it disappeared. Do you know what it was? I know what it was. I know what it was. We're having, it was when she was first eating proper food. So we were given her bits of rice and stuff like that to kind of get used to different foods and stuff. And we had egg fried rice. So we gave her some and she immediately barfed it all back up. And she'd had, God. she'd had, um, she'd had plain rice before as like the first time, you know, she was trying to, you know, we sort of give her some rice, we mm. give her the plain stuff and then we're like, oh, well, you know, she'll love egg fried rice because it's way better. It's great. You know, it's like fried rice for God's sake. So we gave her some of that and she immediately threw it back up. And then yeah. we found out again after that was because there was something else. It was a cake. It was a cake from school. That was it. It was a cake they made at nursery and she had some in the car on the way home from nursery and she was sick in the car and we just put the two together i'm like oh, oh she must have the thing and then we yeah and then like adam said we went to the we went to the doctors to the gps and we said well we think she's allergic to egg because of x y and z and he says right yeah i'll just do a little test and he did a test and then yeah she got like the oh, uh, the patch where she'd had like the egg protein put on her she's actually she's fine now mm. and i didn't realize this either but Loads and loads and loads of kids have that it's something it's something crazy like eighteen or nineteen percent of kids when they're young are completely allergic to egg, which is really weird. i never knew that oh wow well. and but the only issue was was you know the flu jab that kids have it has egg proteins in it, and if you give i think the nose the sorry the nose spray that they have now is full of the egg proteins so we were told if you give her the egg proteins it could kill her because you're essentially hmm. like shooting this into her like into her system she's not touching the yeah. egg or you know she's not eating it it's getting shot into her system so she had to have the injection well, I guess I
1: could go straight to her lungs wouldn't yeah, it? yeah. She, had she had to have, have the, the injection enough,
0: until she was I think until she was like six or seven and then we just started then after she because apparently like if kids are gonna grow out of it they'll grow out of it at around five or six. So then we just started trying her with like bits and bobs here and there, like okay, let's try this or let's be careful with that. We've not tried with like raw egg soon; she's like nine and a half now. So I've not just tried like touching a bit yeah. of egg white and then touching around with it and seeing what happens because I kind of I just kind of don't really want it, because <laughs> like I don't want to hurt, but. Uh, yeah,
1: so <laughs> you don't want to tempt fate.
0: Don't want to tempt fate. You don't want to
1: give her like a uh, four raw egg smoothie, like Rocky.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she can eat. She can eat like yeah. um, egg fried rice now and, and stuff, and it's totally fine. But so she has grown out mm. of it in that sense. But yeah, that was how we found out, anyway.
2: Now, personally, I I don't think she's ever had an egg allergy. I think the the reaction was to the fact that she brought home a cake from a homemade or child-made cake from nursery and ate it because they are full of germs. They are disgusting. Any, th- any type of food that a child makes at school or nursery when they're not a secondary school and it's not home economics should just go straight into the bin. They should not eat it. They should not be fed it. You should not feed your kid that type of That's stuff. fair. At all. It's disgusting.
0: <laughs> so it didn't bother me.
2: I should, I should eat it. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine.
0: But Sarah was yeah, Sarah was like that. Sarah would pretend, she'd go, Mmm, walk into the kitchen and put it straight into the bin. <laughs> Whereas did, I'd be like, oh yeah, cool, I'll try. You made this for me. I'll try. I don't care. I don't care if this bug. Guys, I mean seriously. Alright, yeah, there's probably grubby mitts and bogeys in it. We've eaten so we've eaten in so many more worse places. We all have. We just don't know it. <laughs> Like there's pl- plenty of places that you must go to that you go in the kitchen. It's a fucking shit show.
2: Yeah, but right, this is why some, women survive longer than men. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, some of those kitchens don't have like kids being forced to make it outside of a kitchen, <laughs> like being sat at a primary school table rolling dough that has been touched by about fifty other people. Dude, but you must. There must have been from like now on. No, <laughs> go on. No, from now on, as a result of COVID, no child should ever bake that type of stuff in school. It's unsanitary. It is how pandemics start. It's not eating bats, it's eating horrible shortbread ginger <laughs> gingerbread man. <laughs> that are just flop- that
0: are just bendy and floppy because they're just gross. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, though there Torture must be zero. There must be loads of those restaurants near you that you've read about in the paper or seen in like local Facebook groups that you're like, oh god, I used to eat there. They've been closed down for hygiene. Oh no, there must be loads. We've all done it. There's like, there's definitely oh, yeah. some around this. My,
1: my local, my local slash pizza shop that we always used to go to got done for having. I think they said they found moths in the flour. And oh, then I have been there since. <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. Mots <laughs> in the
2: flour. Yeah, <laughs> that's <is> horrendous. <laughs> yeah, it's safe to say I have been there since. Unless they take them out before they make the stuff, then that's fine.
1: I mean, is that a protein? I guess. Well, that's it.
2: Is oh, it's like that video. Have you seen it? The like the Russian CCTV, like at the flour mill where there was a hole in the roof of where all this, like, grain is stored before it gets, like, turned into flour. And there were just loads of birds, like, loads of pigeons inside. And all, like, the grain is, like, pouring out through a hole. So it's just going down. And you just see... No, not the bird shit. The birds. Oh, God. The birds, like, (laughs) land on it, eat, and they get sucked down with the grain. Oh, God. It is the most horrendous, but also, like... oddly satisfying video to watch because it's just stuff like like particles just like going down into a hole along with birds
0: (laughs) The only one I heard of that was stomach turning, there was a couple when I lived in Manchester, there was a couple that had been closed while they sorted out their hygiene, so it wasn't, I mean that I can okay, yeah, okay, we're gonna close you for now, like tidy up get it clean, fair enough but in a town uh, the two towns over from me, where I live now, there was a place closed down because they found dog meat in the kebab spinner, <gasps> which is just fucking <laughs> horrific.
2: That is, it's one of those things though where you always hear that as an urban legend. Like there was a uh,
0: oh no, this uh, was definitely true though because it was in the it was in the paper and everything. It was like it was recent. It was probably about three or four uh, years right. ago. Yeah, this wasn't like a, oh I heard this growing up when I was a kid. No, this is three or four years ago and it was completely true was in the paper say, yeah no i
2: i've always heard of like a curry house being shut down because it's like they found weird animal meat in there yeah yeah and it's like well if if big like supermarkets can get away with like selling horse meat to us and still survive even now yeah that's true isn't let, it let that, let that poor dog dog meat seller get on <laughs> those, those dogs obviously <laughs> they they mustn't have been well but <laughs> die and be served up like that if they can't you fight know? their way out of a curry pot i
0: mean jesus what, what do they don't deserve to live anyway
2: <laughs> exactly i mean they, they might have been like that type of types of dogs that no one really likes like there must be breeds out there that people just thought oh i don't like that dog like for me it's bulldogs i, I can't stand bulldogs <laughs> so if someone was gonna go you know what we, we'll only take the bulldogs for this uh, for this tikka it's like, well, that's fine. As long as you leave, like, the Labradors and the Golden Retrievers alone. I like those. They're cute and fluffy. <laughs> Bulldogs are like like those really obese people that you see in circus freak shows in the 1920s <laughs> who are just, like, stumbling around and hardly able to breathe. That's fine. They're, they're probably oh better off that way.
0: Fucking <laughs> hell. That is mad, isn't it? That supermarket thing that, that was just horse meat in... Oh, Christ. I totally forgot about that i totally forgot about that Mm -hmm. and nobody see everyone has forgotten about it yeah that's the thing yeah that's insane i mean to be fair we can't lads we can't say anything we've been to that place near where i live that sells all kinds of stuff and i've eaten everything there i've eaten like python i've eaten horse i've eaten Mm -hmm. zebra i've eaten springbok i've eaten beetles mealworms we go to fazenda in manchester and they serve duck hearts which are delicious by the way but yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean you know like what can we say really but
2: not the frog's legs. They're horrible.
0: Yeah, they weren't nice <laughs> at all. Chicken. They're not nice at all. They were
2: grim. They're not grim. Like, I'm glad the I didn't meat they, but... was just like, yeah, this tastes like slightly beefier beef. Or <laughs> <laughs> like they, this tastes like
1: very chewy pork. But you ever lived until you've eaten reindeer? Reindeer's bloody gorgeous. Oh, the reindeer was delicious. <laughs> Reindeer's the best. Reindeer's
0: nice. the best meat I've ever eaten. It's
1: because they get worked out all year by Santa. It's true. Exactly.
0: Closely followed by ostrich, <laughs> reindeer than ostrich, reindeer is unreal. <laughs> reindeer is like yeah, they say uh, reindeer is the only near us, uh, the only uh, meat I will happily eat with nothing on it. Just give me a slab of reindeer meat and I'll cook it a little bit. Yeah, fine, <laughs> that's it.
2: Yeah, there's a company near us called OZLINK, and they do just ostrich burgers and ostrich meat and ostrich feather dusters, obviously, because they've got a lot of feathers lying around. <laughs>
0: but they're fucking and huge. The
2: big- <laughs> Prepare the burgers. And they're always like at the local like farmer's market, and I always try and get one of their burgers. Ostrich meat is delicious. It's so good.
0: Alright, it's oh, that time of the week. I'm
2: hungry for a burger now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe an ostrich burger
0: will cure your <laughs> ills. So that's what you need.
2: It could be. I just need protein. I yeah. need to stop eating like cheese toasties and start eating vegetables.
0: I think that's
2: it. Right, okay. (laughs) Here is a poorly week theme tune. You've got two choices, what do you want? You could go with the names or the bad advice. Make sure you choose the best one for you because you can only choose once, not twice. There you go. That's the best one, yeah, and you're, you're like in the worst condition possible. Yeah, that's How true. Is
1: this poss- how's this happen? That's weird.
2: That's it, I need to be brought down a, a level or
1: two. I need to be turned down to like <laughs> a seven or a six. <laughs> right, we'll go back to names cause at first, because I don't think uh, Daniel slept for a week since I changed it up last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he only sleeps two hours a night anyway, so it's probably not affected him that yeah, much.
2: that's true.
0: Bad point.
1: Right. Rugby!
2: You've all heard of it. It's a sport, <laughs> and, bloody ragger. Yeah, good old, good old rugby. And as well as being a very popular sport in the the five or six nations or seven nations, however many nations there are now in the X Nations Cup,
1: six nations, but it really is just as five because Italy are just not there to do anything. They're there to lose. No. That's their job. <laughs>
2: Well, it's also taken very seriously in the island nation of Samoa. This nation is famous for Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, tattoos, and their own version of cricket. And it's a sport that's taken so seriously that in 1994, when the local team beat Wales, one family decided to name their child after the result. (laughs) The child was called... Wales Manu Samoa, 9 to 34, Moa Moa Gale. Gale being the surname. Brilliant. Uh, and he was born as the Samoans were celebrating uh, their victory over the Welsh team. Uh, his grandmother, Sia Gale, or Sia Gale, not sure how it's pronounced, apologies, Miss Gale, reported that the timing of his birth was perfect and couldn't be ignored. As. In her words, they were cheering Manu versus Wales at uh, the Moama field. Her late, now, daughter-in-law gave birth to a boy. Her son called her and relayed the good news. So she told him automatically, name him after the Manu Samoa versus Wales game. And he said yes. So the boy's name on his birth certificate is Manu Samoa 9-34. to 34, And they are the numbers 9 3-4 Moa Moa Gale <laughs> taking the names of both teams, the scoreline and the location of the game. Fantastic. Uh, Mrs. Gale said it, it was a historical event because the main ground where it's normally played, Appia Park was being repaired because it was damaged by some cyclones a few years by it. So Wales <laughs> As he's known, is now age twenty seven. So
1: who knows which team he supports or if he even enjoys rugby. That's so Rich. cool. I have a question. I have a question for Daniel. Yeah. Uh Daniel, do you think Manu Wales is related to either Afro or Seeker in some way? Gotta be.
0: Gotta be. That's all you over here, weren't <laughs>
1: they? they
0: always get related to Afro or Seeker. Jesus Christ. That's an <laughs> inside wrestling <laughs> joke, people, but what I love about that name, uh, I, I think. also oh, God.
1: Sorry, I was to say. Uh, Blossom and I watched. Have you been? Have you watched at all? Um, Lightning on BBC Two just after Richard Osman's House of Games. No. Which no. is another quiz show. Uh, there was a there was a contestant on the show today called Pooey, P W O W E, and we got many a laugh out of that. That one has been officially vetoed from the name list. Okay,
2: I would hope so. Was
1: was it Pooey or Pooey? Like that's a uh, bad smell. <laughs> um, it was Pooey. Also in attendance were her relatives, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. (laughs) (laughs) Huey was the fourth brother. (laughs) He wasn't wasn't brought out
0: that much. He was just locked in the attic. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, Adam, that they name their kid, as people do sometimes, after the entire start in 15. So I thought you were going to read out (laughs) 17 or 18 names or whatever, but the score's even better. That's even better. And... Shout out this week, Adam. I don't know if you saw this or not, but there was a hockey game, an NHL hockey game, played at Lake Tahoe because they're trying to sort of drum up interest because it's a pandemic; they can't have fans. So, like okay. I know, let's go to a fantastic, beautiful outdoor experience. We'll have two games on the lake. It's going to look amazing, and it did. And during the game, they were honoring <laughs> uh, service uh, service. Uh, sorry, people who serve the community. And one of them okay. was a local fireman called Dusty Gooch.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Unreal. Oh. Unreal. Let me tell you, dude, Dusty Hockey Gooch. Twitter was buzzing for about five hours after that.
2: Oh, I bet. <laughs>
1: Dusty, Gooch. Dusty Gooch. Oh, that
2: poor, that poor man. But well yeah. i'm not surprised it's dusty if he's a firefighter you know <laughs> he's, he's got to put a lot of baby powder down there just to uh keep keep the ball sweat from all the <laughs> fire panic under control
1: you know
0: that was good oh, anyway
2: Advice- right yes this one is about birth plans and it's one that wouldn't fly nowadays really and it was a birth plan that was published in the book, Come Gently, Sweet Lucina, by For a woman sake. called Patricia Carter in 1956. It uh, sounds like erotica. Yeah, it does. It it may have been. It may ah. have been. We, we don't know, because I'm not going to read it. I'm going to read what other people have written about it. <laughs> and basically, in 1956, Patricia Carter wrote this book, and in it, she endorsed natural labor which is understandable a lot of people do kind of espouse that even nowadays by natural she doesn't mean how we think of it today where we would think you know we do it in a setting where the woman can move around she can give birth how she wants she doesn't have to like laying about with her legs in stirrups that kind of thing Instead, Carter fully believed that giving birth should be free of all pain and get rid of anything that's hard work, because those are the things that are unnatural. And she referred to this type of labour as pro-instinct birth, or brainless, willless birth, which, thankfully, are terms that haven't stuck around, because they're a bit of a mouthful. Her idea was that, basically, you need to get yourself in a, in a form of pregnancy where you're not going to have to put any effort in or it's not going to hurt that much to be able to give birth to your child. So, throughout your pregnancy, if you want to make sure you're as fit as possible, you, you want to avoid putting on a lot of weight, so she recommended dieting all throughout the pregnancy taking laxatives, and smoking cigarettes to uh, suppress your appetite. And during the labour itself, she recommended drinking large amounts of alcohol during the labour so that any inhibitions you've got about the labour are released, that your muscles are relaxed, and that you get full of energy. (laughs) Apparently, because getting off your tits with... Her drink of choice, a whiskey highball, during a potentially uh, painful experience, is a good idea. It's a good way to uh, get full of energy and relax. So probably don't follow her advice from the (laughs) the mid to late 50s of basically starving yourself of food, getting pissed, taking laxatives and smoking cigarettes – I'm pretty sure all of those things are frowned upon. My mum started smoking when
0: she found out she was pregnant with me. Doesn't that just
2: explains exp- a lot? Doesn't or- explain everything. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that just
0: explain everything. For I mean, fuck's sake! I
1: thought that. I just didn't want to say it out loud. Why? Adam's known she- new- Adam's known you longer. He can get away with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Can you believe that? She'd never smoked. Finds out she's pregnant. Well, better take up smoking. What the fuck? <laughs> What? <laughs> why did she did she ever explain why? No, she just said she was stressed about being pregnant. So <laughs> great. You know what's you know what's a way not to be stressed, mum? Like when you start smoking is if like, you know, you potentially harm your baby. I guess yeah, there'll be no stress then, will there? Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christ almighty. <laughs> oh bless her. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Alright. Thank fantastic advice as always. Thank you. There we go, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah anything from you guys?
2: Wash your hands, sanitise, keep keep as far away from anyone, even your own family, as is possible. Wear a mask, even when you're asleep. <laughs> Seal yourself into bags, like <laughs> bin bags, and just isolate yourself from everyone. And then you won't feel shit like I do. <laughs>
1: Pardon my French. Once you've uh, washed your hands and sanitised, don't forget to, like, subscribe leave a review, all that good stuff
2: yeah, when you seal yourself into the bin bags take them (laughs) with you so you can listen to all of the episodes of Three Men and Their Babies and do all the liking and smashing of uh, bells (laughs) Christ, alright, everyone pray for Adam let's get out of
0: here, we'll talk to you next week see
1: you later bye bye everyone